all those trade acquisitions, and the Yankees lose to the lowly Orioles. This is Corey, and this is the O the Anthem podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 382 of the O the Anthem podcast, coming to you from all over LA. But of Corey, of course, <clears throat> Corey is still there, gentrifying the neighborhood one day at a time. Thank you for joining us. One neighborhood at a time. Yeah, uh, I got, uh, whatever. I bumbled it. You can uh, find us at anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. Uh, a fine site for fine podcasting needs. <laughs> if you say so. All right. So uh, a lot of stuff to get to this week uh, at the top. Um, my living nightmare. Well, my nightmares come to life, I suppose. Uh, also, beloved children's book all wrapped up in one. We're, of course, talking about Lollapalooza. <laughs> See, uh, I, did I, you ever I, go to Lollapalooza? No, but I wasn't against it. I went to like the Warp Tour and HF Festival. Obviously, those are mm-hmm. like sort of similar. Uh, Back in the, in the sep- before time, though. Back in the before time. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, I think in the before time too, it it traveled right. Now it's like a it's a standing yeah. thing. Like I guess Lollapalooza so, yeah. just happens in Chicago. It doesn't happen like elsewhere. Yeah, I think uh, so. I mean, perhaps it's a. Uh, shit what's the one in the middle of nowhere middle of the desert coachella coachella yeah it's kind of yeah. like coachella in that way yeah uh but yeah uh, pictures coming out of uh <laughs> lollapalooza uh make me nervous i i remember yeah. uh to celebrate my vaccination i went to vegas and the reason why mm-hmm. i went the exact moment that i did was because uh the next day they were going to start opening up like everything in Vegas. And I didn't know if I was prepared for that. And uh, I clearly wasn't prepared for that because everyone who's going to Vegas is now getting sick. So yeah. 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 Uh, but I'm glad I went for that one night when I did, because it seemed like it was like the safest window to be in Vegas. But even that said, you know, in, in one half the amount of people that would normally be there at the same time, I remember looking around Las Vegas and going like, this is probably not the safest place to be at the moment. <laughs> And it's not even like I was like, you know, at like a fucking nightclub or, you know, anything uh, that would potentially be considered a dangerous COVID activity. But when you're looking at a crowd of like thousands of people like jammed shoulder to shoulder and not a mask to be seen, it is. uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to come back from that that uh, concert without any kind of COVID. Like they'll be fine. Like other people will get sick, but not everybody. And they'll say to themselves like, oh, okay, you know, I'm invincible. (laughs) But that shouldn't be your litmus test because uh, uh, that made me nervous. And uh, I I do just want to clarify, though, uh, although Corey went to the Spearmint Rhino, uh, (laughs) that is, in fact, a non-COVID safe activity. That's not something you should be doing in COVID times. I didn't do that during COVID times. That's been a while. It's been like what, like uh, seven, eight weeks. weeks? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. I, I, I just think, generally speaking, uh, there's a lot of people who are just like, uh, I've been stuck, you know, like inside for so long, and like the only things that I really love, uh, I want to get back to in some sort of way, and for a lot of people, that's like these big concerts. So I understand why people were there, and I hope. I just hope that uh, if you were there maskless, you were vaccinated at the very least. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, 
I'm still of the mind that I'd rather not get COVID because I'd rather not risk it. Maybe, maybe I'm, yeah. maybe I'm just like uh, unique in this way because like, I, I, I think at this point being vaccinated and like, you know, I could probably get COVID and they're saying that 99.99% of people uh, will not get seriously ill or die from COVID if you're vaccinated. That's what the CDC had recently said. So, yep. um, you know, I, I, I guess I should feel secure in the fact that I probably wouldn't die. But I also, in the back of my mind somewhere, is just like, this is the day where something goes wrong. Like, I had, well, a, let me ask you. I had a heart condition I didn't know about, and now this is complicating my whole COVID matter. Like, you know, like, something... Let me ask you. If I put a big pinwheel, a big spinning wheel, yeah. and I divide it into a thousand sections, yeah, and 999 of them were green, one was red, and I told you, I need you to spin that uh, 4,000 times. And if you get all greens all 4,000 times, fantastic. But if you get one red, dead. Are you willing to take... Like, if I say I'm going to put a gun to your head, I'm going to shoot you if you get a red, I mean, are you willing to take that? I mean, that seems like uh, uh, just a, a better odds version of Russian roulette. It Only is. Only you're playing it uh, with more turns. Yeah, a lot more turns. Usually you don't go 4,000 deep in your Russian roulette game, but... Yeah, and you don't have a a 1,000 chamber gun with uh, a single bullet in it. But that is essentially how the probability breaks down for the 99.95%, where if you have the vaccine, and even if you got COVID, you're still going to survive. That is, And it's 99.99 or 95 is difficult to comprehend, but... If I say, oh, yeah, so again, 1,000 spaces on a wheel, spin it 4,000 times. Most people, uh, most people our age would say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. What do I get if I win? Oh, you get to go Lollapalooza. Fuck no. I don't even <laughs> want to go there anyway. Um, but, you know, I, I asked that to 20-year-old interns who were going to go to Universal. And I was like, you get a fun day at Universal with your friends, but if you get red one time, dead. See, but the, well, I mean, it's uh, I haven't been out in a long time, and uh, Universal's super fun, so yeah, I, I'd do that. I'm like, fucking, you think you're invincible? Just- I mean, the problem is that, like, you know, just just because it's Lollapalooza, the odds are higher because you're interacting with more people. That's that's with the, hippies. That's yes, the there's a lot of hippies there. There's a lot of dirty people. That's the spectrum there. But the problem is that, like, you know, you could just as easily have that one in one thousand chance of getting COVID at, you know, the gas station or something like that. Hypothetical, you know, like. It could happen. Not really, though. I mean, it could happen it's about anywhere. A crowd, it's a crowd greater than 10 in a small space. Right. I'm saying, you know, it, one person has COVID behind you and you're not wearing your mask and you go into the gas station and he coughs up a bunch of droplets in your face. Like, that could sure. potentially lead to you having COVID and potentially that one in 1,000 chance. You not wearing a I, mask, certainly not helpful. I mean, I guess the, you know, it, everything is... It's not just probability, but it's also like probability mixed with luck in a in a degree. You know, there's no like, such thing as luck. It's just probability. Well, I mean, probability. People will say that you know, pro, you know, there there's luck in probability too, though. Like the like, I'm gonna flip the coin ten times, and the first eight are all heads. Like that's because the coins, the the tail side of the coin is slightly more heavy, so it's gonna end up going down more often than it is the head side. Perhaps, but if it's a perfectly balanced coin and it just so happens that it lands heads eight times in a row, that's not it's too small that's not a sample a sti- size. Flip right, it but 10, I'm saying that's, times that's not a statistical it. anomaly. I'm saying like over the course of those eight flips, you could be lucky. You know, like it, it, no. 
Stop giving people this idea. There is no luck. If you take a small sample size, you can have it skew in any direction that you want. However, on a large enough sample size, you are going to reach a 50-50 result from flipping a coin. Right. You will you will get that thing. But at some yes. point along the course of that, you will have a lucky stretch where you have way more heads than you, you had at any other point. You might even go 300 heads to, you know, like 92 tails at some point. You know, like there could be a huge... Sure. I'm saying like just because just because in the end over a long enough sample it will become 50-50 doesn't mean that you know it's always at every moment going to be 50-50, you know? That's what I'm no, saying. No, that's how probability works. <laughs> the probability saying, says on a long enough timeline If I live in a mountain this. If I live in a mountain by myself and I'm vaccinated, my chances of getting covid are much lower because I'm going to interact with less people. I have less shots at getting covid. But I could run into one person, get COVID, yes. and then die, while the person who goes to Lollapalooza could be around 10,000 other people and not get COVID and not die. So your it's chances, not, yes, are your, smaller. Your the chances, probability remains the same. Right. But I'm saying, like, chance and probability are not necessarily, you know, like, there's luck there. Too. That's the other part of this triangle. Chance, probability, and luck. So you're saying there's some luck. immutable force in control of the universe that is choosing whether or not people die. No, 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 no. I'm I'm just saying that, you know, like how many times have you ever you get on the you get on the highway? Like I, I go to I go to pick you up. Right. And I'm bringing you back to my place. Sure. And then on the way back, we see a really nasty car accident has happened 10 minutes after I have passed it. Sure. And like there's a huge gridlock for miles and miles of people waiting to get through the the car accident. Mm -hmm. You know, if I for whatever reason left ten minutes later, I would be stuck in that. Like that's that's, that's not luck. luck. No, it's not luck. That is the end result of not only one but probably a million of decisions that led to the interaction of two cars at one point. That is not luck. It there is solely based <laughs> on decision making. Their probability of 50-50. Their intersection, their intersection with me, though, is the luck. No. Yes. Because you made a decision at some point, either that day or the day before, which threw everything into that alignment. The fact that you turned left instead of right, that you went took that path to the freeway instead of the <laughs> other path, all of those things, all of those things which have basically an if or then, like a 50-50 probability led to that result. It's not about luck because... A choice you make right now on this podcast could end up resulting in your death All or right. it could end up having you avoid death, but has nothing to do with luck. It's about the outcome of decisions only. Well, let me put it in this context. Then there is a chance that I could get a Lollapalooza and not get COVID. And then there's a chance yeah. I can go on Joe Manchin's houseboat and get it. So Ooh, how do you, you explain that? How do you explain that? Bad luck. That's how no, you no, explain that. That's God uh, who's cursing you because you are homosexual and you're also against homosexuals. It's, so Min's, ju it's Min Julep night on the mansion boat. <laughs> so we are, of course, talking about uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, who in a section that I entitled, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, <laughs> um, Lindsey Graham test positive after vaccination. He's reporting some symptoms that are similar to uh, an upper respiratory infection and the flu at the same time, which, by the way, Sounds miserable. I'm sure he's trying to downplay it like it's not that bad, but 
I can't imagine having both of those things at the same time in my health and at my age. Now double that worse in both directions for Lindsey Graham. And that's where he is. I can't imagine uh, he is doing very well, but at least his publicist is saying he's doing well. So good for mm-hmm. him. But that's a, that's just punishment from God. And, and you know, God, we can't take into any luck. There's I mean, no account there's of, a vengeful of God. That's a God I believe in the old Testament. one. <laughs> Fire and brimstone burning things to the ground. That's the one I like. You like God at the very beginning and the very end. <laughs> well, yeah, so the very end is actually like the wet dream of probably a sadist uh, named Paul. But the very beginning, at least, you know, for sure. The first half of accurate. the book is pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, it's all part. This is all part of the new push by Republicans and, and the conservatives in general to vaccines are good. You should go get vaccines. Whether you're the governor of Alabama, who at one point said that it was uh, like witch doctory and you would never get one. And now you're like, it's only the dumb ones who aren't getting the vaccine. All right, bitch. All right. <laughs> I, I, the amount of people who like, if I was, if, if the entire time from, you know, March of last year on, I was just like, it's fucking fake. It's fake. Go do whatever you want. Then, yes, I would understand. I, I I would feel pretty dumb if I was coming around to it now and being like, I don't have blood on my hands. But like the the decisions of the many have outweighed the few here. You know, like they they uh, I think it's a little bit too late for some of these people, you know, like uh, I, I don't believe it. Lindsey Graham's bullshit for a second. Like, no. you know, he um, and also uh, apparently um. Anonymized data coming from cell towers near hospitals in major cities in the South. The number one topic of conversation. Can you take a guess, Corey? Uh, I should have gotten the vaccine. Should have gotten the vaccine. Uh, yeah, I saw, the, I saw yet another story of somebody whose last text was, I should have gotten the vaccine. So, <laughs> um, a lot of people realizing too little too late. Because, uh, by the way, when you're sick with COVID... The vaccine does nothing for you. Um, You're giving your body. Actually, it probably would hurt you because your body's like, I got limited resources. I'm fighting this virus. What the fuck is this? All right. Why are you giving me more of what looks like the virus? Um, Honestly, uh, they should just give them the vaccine at the point in which they're in the hospital. Like, let's finish them off with science the way that God intended. Um, Some 30 year old in Denmark can't get one, but you want to give it to the to the dying the people in in COVID wards. Yeah, that's, respirators. that's uh, I don't have that on our list, but that was another disturbing story. So uh, I guess it's kind of related. We did hit our 70% goal. One shot in the arm of every American. He said July 4th. We hit it on August 2nd. So one month late. Um, if we didn't have the Delta variant, would we have hit it? Probably not, because that's what is spurning. Uh, in fact, eight state, the eight states with the high, highest current case rates have also seen an average increase of 171% in the number of vaccinations received uh, each day over the last three weeks. So comparing the rate 25 days ago to the rate over the last three weeks, 171% on average, more vaccines. And we are now getting back to the message that we had before, which is we are our supply has run out. There are counties in Alabama and Mississippi who have no, no vaccine. Meanwhile, in California, they're like rotting on the shelves. And we can't get them to Alabama because once they got to their destination, it's basically like, no, no, this is where they're supposed to be. Uh, you didn't order any more, but this is what you have. So now there's a bunch of people in Alabama who can't get them. 
which I just find ironic. Uh, and I hope they get COVID and die. But I mean, uh, that's me. So I, I think I, what what's so weird to me is like other industrialized nations of the world, like not necessarily the ones who want to bankroll a uh, vaccine, which is what America did, for instance, to like get so much vaccine up front. Sure. But yeah. like uh, there's a podcaster I listen to who is in Canada and, you know, he's like my age and, you know, like it was 40, a full right? like you know, eight months later before he could get his vaccine. <laughs> like he just got it like two weeks ago. He's just like, I was finally approved to get my vaccine. I'm just like, bro, you must've been fucking chattering teeth over there. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, he's a podcaster, so he's probably living in his mom's basement. Not leave, uh, <laughs> wait a second. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, I think if you wanted it, you should have thought about it as soon as you had the opportunity. I mean, like I wasn't going to, I wanted to get it as quickly as I could. I just didn't want to like fucking, I didn't want to the week that I decide to step out. Like my mask fucking snaps, <laughs> like a bird comes and takes it or something like that. Now I'm walking around. People are looking at me in the middle of, you know, like I could have gotten that day, but instead I decided to <laughs> decided to venture out and a bird stole my mask. And now I got I COVID. Also- and I am looking forward to the late. return. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the return of being able to give people without masks dirty looks because I just like in in the so in uh, the bodega here around the corner they have a sign on the window that is uh, masks are required and nearly every time I go in there I see them having an argument with somebody at or near the door about the mask and I'm just like is it really that much like how are you so so in your own shit that you cannot just for a second think of anyone else in the world and wear your fucking mask in that you we know you already have because you've had one for the last year just wear it in the fucking store is it really that hard but there's two people who are too self-centered they don't care i like i always think about it like uh uh not having your license and going to buy yeah. cigarettes like there's been times where i've like walked into buy some cigarettes <laughs> i look and i'm like oh fuck i left my license at home and then yep. I go up to the counter, and of course they ask for it because that's the only time they do when they the know only you don't time have ever. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you look at them, and you're just like, "Listen, uh, I forgot it, but I don't want to go all the way back and come all the way back here. Can you? I'm uh, 1984. Can you just take my word for it?" And they're like, "No, of course not." And I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> to be fair, you look like you could like, be 16. So I mean, <laughs> and you got to be 21 in California. So yeah. Uh, I. I get like why there's rules and I get why people argue, but at the same time, like, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like that, that's been accepted parlance forever. Yeah. Like you walk in without a shirt and the person says, Hey, you can't be here. Like, what do you do? Like (laughs) you don't own the store. Like you have to go. Like that's the, that's the, that's how it works. By the way, I, I I've heard that you can cheat the ID system by quoting um, the lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song, <laughs> word for word, and if you do them in order incorrectly with the correct beat as well, yeah, um, then the cashier will just be like, "Well, yeah, you old as fuck," and then they'll just sell you the cigarette. So it'll be fine. <laughs> I'll try that next time it happens to me. It's like, or, no, uh, sir, also, you you need a license. Well, <laughs> in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Fine, you're, you're good. Fucking smokes. You're good. No, wait, wait, wait. What show is that from? Fresh Prince of Bel Air. 
Yeah, it was on uh, from like 1992, 1997. Will Smith before he was a big star. Uh, all right, all right. I, 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 I don't even know that much about the damn show. That was on before I got I was born. So anyway, okay. Um, moving on to politics stuff. Uh, mm. <laughs> this uh, there was a uh, leak of a memo from the attorney, uh, the deputy attorney general. In a conversation with him, the attorney general, and former President Trump. Right. It where, was notes of a call. Notes that, of a call. That you had, yes. Where uh, Trump was pe- pressuring the J- DOJ to say that the election was fraudulent and said, uh, say it was fraudulent and then leave the rest to me and congressional Republicans. Which, uh, Rob, hmm. help me out here. I'm looking for a word. What, uh, what does this sound sounds like to li- you? It's a little like a coup. Sounds a, a little, little like bit, a yeah. A like it sounds yeah. like something didn't happen. They're aware it didn't happen, mm-hmm. but they want some sort of entity to back it up, like it did happen, so yep. that they can create trouble. And not even back it up. Just cast a little doubt. If you cast just a little bit of doubt, yeah. you're gonna jump in there, and we're gonna take I advantage. Mean, it, was, of it. it was the same thing like uh, Ukraine inv- investigating Hunter Biden, like. They didn't yeah. actually care if they went through with the investigation. They just wanted a press conference. Like basically. Create a little doubt. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. just say we're opening an investigation and that'll be it. I I, I was like, I, I don't want to give Trump oxygen because like so much of what I hate right now is there's so much news coverage that is based off of people either get excited or angry at the thought of Trump, but they watch. So yeah. On a fucking Tuesday when there's nothing going on in the middle of the day, you'll see them talk about Trump for like six hours and he's not doing anything. It's not like it's like he's got some new thing like this he's is taking new his thick ass out and golfing. That's what he's doing. This is new. I feel like it's worthy of bringing up because, you know, it uh, uh, was the opening salvos who would eventually be an act of domestic terrorism against the state. So. Uh, well, luckily, it seems a little seems a little relevant to uh, modern luckily, American history. That's the only news to come out of any of Trump or his associates this week. So oh, we're wait. Very excited about. Oh, wait, was there more? Yeah. Uh, Rudy uh, Giuliani gave an interview with a New York uh, news station. Now, oh, that makes sense. He's America's mayor. New York's mayor. Right. Yep. Uh, and he was uh, being brought on to talk about the. Uh, anniversary of September 11th, which is coming. Uh, his up. great, his greatest accomplishment, his greatest his, event. Yeah, his his moment. That that was yeah. when he he launched to the national spotlight. And uh, usually, I want the I want a reporter to kind of lead my subject a little bit. Like I, I want to know. I want good questions, and I want I want the reporter to be on top of it. But sometimes yeah. you have to read the room, and you have to know that I got a crazy person here who just likes to hear himself talk. <laughs> And perhaps I should just (laughs) press record and just let it go. Like, you know, maybe just uh, say, uh, you know, oh, so September 11th, what do you think? And then just let him go and then I'll keep talking. And then eventually it'll just get into the, uh, you know, like, oh, if they send me to jail, then they'll be judged in heaven. And (laughs) like, number one, judged in hell, Rudy, your enemies would be judged in hell. I mean, no, realistically. His enemies are going to heaven. He's the one going to hell. If so. I find out that, if I find out that, uh, you know, like I go to jail, and then my enemies were responsible for me going to jail, 
I wouldn't be excited to find out that the 1996 New York Yankees are up at the pearly gates. I want them in hell. I don't I don't want them up there. I've lost at that point, haven't I? We're not yeah. all getting into heaven. I can't be yeah. heaven can't be heaven if my enemies are there. Like how what sense does that oh, make? Oh god. That's that makes a good point, which is even more reason for me not to believe in it cuz otherwise <laughs> it's either me by myself or just a lot of other people and I'm not at the party. So <laughs> Maybe heaven heaven for certain people is just like, Rob, we got you this room all by yourself. <laughs> oh, glorious. <laughs> or is it possible, Corey, that um, ooh, heaven is a place on earth? I mean, I've heard I've heard tale of it. So perhaps it uh perhaps it could be. Was it Bengals? Bangles? No. Uh fuck. Cindy Lauper? No, it's not that time, right? Like it's somewhere 80s? in that area. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. who it is though. Um, but yes, so uh, that's what happened here. There was a <laughs> there was an interview where I was supposed to be talking about September 11th, and then broke down into how Rudy's going to go to jail and he'll be okay with it, and like he's got enemies who are going to die, I guess, because they're going to heaven, but they're also mm-hmm. good people, so they're going to like it, it's all very. Confusing. And I, I lost my law license, but I'm gonna get it back. Don't you worry. Um, and and what I sent Corey, what I was I like, the or the oh, my favorite one was uh 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 they're saying that I I I didn't register as a as a diplomat or what. Like you'd think that I run for uh, you think I'm a DA and a attorney general and blah blah. You know I I mayor of New York and blah and I I don't know how to fill out the paperwork like. It's like, yeah, actually, you know what, yeah. Rudy? I believe you don't know it. Hundred percent. Uh, I think at one point, perhaps you had somebody in your employee who could fill out the paperwork. But I don't know if I ever trusted you to be able to like sit down in front of the form and just be like, first name Rudolph, <laughs> like, last name, uh, last name. Who can spell this for me? <laughs> I've had three fingers. Uh, I think um, the the bigger part of that, and what I sent Corey when I sent the story was that. Rudy is just basically turning into Trump. Like every conversation is just whatever he wants to talk about. And you could have a topic in mind. It doesn't matter. And it inevitably comes back to everyone's coming after me. They are the worst. I am the best. I will get through this. Don't you worry. And no evidence to back up any of the claims that are in there. Yeah. So, um, and, and as you said, uh, the, the joke that, uh, that um, Trump made, or non-joke, I guess, that Trump made, um, was about the January 6th uprising, the coup uh, that was being planned. Um, and uh, McCarthy, who is the wannabe Speaker of the House, the man who thinks he will be Speaker of the House, although I have suspicions that even if he were to be, uh, his party would be put in power, that they would replace him, because I don't think any, enough people like him to I, get him Speaker of the House. I think uh, I think even in a, in a world where... The Republicans are going to be able to gerrymander themselves some extra seats enough so that they could win without doing anything else. Uh, there's a decent enough chance that Kevin McCarthy just isn't long for this world either way. Yeah, <laughs> I think the political think, world, not the physical world. Yeah, I mean, like he's in a pretty safe Republican district, but I feel like uh, I feel like he's uh, just a month or two away from like you know testifying in front of the. January 6th commission and having to explain the conversations that he had with Trump uh, on that day. And then uh, all of a sudden Trump isn't his best friend anymore. And then uh, somebody else is like, I don't know, fucking 
Caitlyn Jenner runs for that one instead, and Trump's like draped with the arm around. And it's like, yeah, this Caitlyn will beat Kevin. Broad. Love this broad. Let's do it. Um, and Caitlyn's so much better than Kevin. It's like, meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy has literally been like fucking. Please, sir, can I have some more with Trump? Yes. Like so, I don't. I mean, well, and I was gonna say, couldn't happen to a shittier asshole, I guess. Uh, good that you brought up January 6th because uh, at an event this week, Kevin McCarthy brought up uh, January 3rd. And you might be asking yourself, well, January 3rd, what happened on January 3rd? Well, in two years, in 2023, on January 3rd, the new Congress will be uh, inaugurated. Um, and he invited a bunch of people who likely were at the Capitol on January 6th to come back to the Capitol on January 3rd for that inauguration. Yeah. Because there'll be something to celebrate either way. And I'm not really sure what that means. Uh, I, my assumption is um, you assume you're going to win, but that either way, that either way um, makes me think like, well, we didn't pull off the coup the first time, but uh, we could get it done the second time. Now it, we learned our lesson. It's so. not even the coup at this point. The, the part that, that really I can't get over and I, I won't be able to like, there's no way, you know, say Trump's in prison, right? Uh, there's no Republican who's running in the next cycle who I can yeah. look at with a straight face and say, like, well, they stood tall. You know, like, Hogan, well, fair, maybe? Though, like, I was going to say that there may not be a Republican Party as we know it. There may be the Republicans and then the, like, new American left or the Nationalist Socialist American Workers Party no, the, uh, that's going to be formed. I mean, the the Republicans will still occupy their space for a little while i think the left yeah. is more likely to split into secondary parties than the right is at this moment because there's not a party of trump that that's a problem like uh, there's yet. a lot of there's a lot of people who want to vote for trump and not vote for anyone else and <laughs> like <laughs> what did i just do i just turned <laughs> i just turned on the computer i guess um yeah, I mean, like you know, it's it's not like uh, it's not like these people will be back to vote for Lindsey Graham when Trump isn't on the ballot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, and I, and I, I think that's going to be their biggest problem in the mid years is that like typically the out of power party picks up seats, and they're going to be able to uh, to you know uh, Jerry rig a bunch of different districts. But there's just a bunch of voters who don't care about you. They care about Donald Trump. Yeah, and if he's not on the ballot and he's not out in your district saying, hey, come vote for this guy. I need you to come out and vote for this guy. And I mean, then like, they may not come out. I, I don't hear the Trump crazies in my life. I mean, like, I don't listen to them that extensively, but the Trump crazies that uh, come in that through my me. life. Yes. Uh, I don't ever hear them say, like, man, I can't wait until after Trump has exceeded all of his uh, uh, his term limit and stuff like that. And then I'm a vote for Matt Gates. Or like Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're not saying it because like they're Trump loyalists or something like that. They're saying it because they're idiots and those two are bombastic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, nobody, you know, and, and Trump will just railroad every single one. Like, you know, Ron DeSantis is like basking in the warm glow of Trump right now. But he's only two months away from like Trump saying some shitty thing about him on Newsmax. And now that's it. Like. You know, well, Ron DeSantis I, is a joke. I mean, he's already a joke because he's doing he's literally nothing about about yeah. the uh, pandemic, which is assaulting his state 
That's uh, not true. That is not true. He is doing a lot, and all of it is the opposite of what he should do. No mask mandates. No mandates of any kind. Schools are going to be reopened and in person. You can not shop only, wherever you like to shop. Not only reopened and in person, but uh, if you uh, if you in, uh, put a mask mandate in unilaterally at the school district level, like you get you cut get cut off from state funding. Yep. Uh, yep. So. Like every child will have to just decide for themselves whether they want to wear masks or teachers and all these people. Like, it just seems like a recipe for danger. I I I'm curious uh what kind of contract the school board teachers in Florida have uh in terms of protections against this sort of thing because like uh you know I know L A County or uh, L A uh, Unified Unified yep had a uh, you know, had a big war going on with uh, uh, local party and state party people when they were trying to reopen the classrooms early on in the pandemic. So I, I don't know. Like, it, it just seems like there's a lot of stuff that, like, Ron can't be responsible for, but he's also, like, making every wrong decision there is too. So I don't know what to say about that either. Like, well, and uh, I want to make sure we touch on the second part of Kevin McCarthy's worst week ever, which was... Uh, not only did he invite everyone to come down to the Capitol on January 3rd, 2023, to celebrate either way, but then uh, he was handed a gavel, an oversized comic. I imagine it's one of those squeaky ga- gavels that used to get a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, and uh, he made a comment about how he would hit Nancy Pelosi with it. Yeah. And listen, I'm going to say what everybody's thinking. Yes, we would all hit Nancy Pelosi with the giant gavel, but you said the quiet part out loud. That's what we're all <laughs> thinking, Kevin. You don't actually say that because then every person in Congress gets to come up and rail against you, like threatening violence. By the way, during the co- the commission that's looking into the day of violence at by the, the Capitol. By the way, my my favorite new Mendoza line is Al Franken resigned over less. Yes. Like this is all he, like Al Franken when he was a comedian acted like he was honking some girl's tits. Like that was. That was the great crime that Al Al Franken while, committed while she was sleeping. Yeah, and they were on in a uh, comic USO relief tour. So yeah, it was all comedians. No one had a problem with the picture. The person in the picture saw it later and laughed about it. But the existence <laughs> of the picture and that action caused Al Franken to resign. Yeah. So <laughs> Where I mean, the like, fuck, are we as a country right now? So Honestly. I mean, like, if you asked a, an independent arbitrator, if you were just like, does this joke picture? rise to the same level as somebody saying they choose to assault the sitting <laughs> speaker of the house. Uh, no, <laughs> those are equal things. Like, if, now, uh, wait, 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 wait. But we were all thinking we would want to assault the sitting speaker of the house. Does that make a difference at all? I mean, like, you're allowed to say, like, oh, man, I wish I wish Trump would try me in an alley so I can lay out as that old ass, you know, but like. First of all, Trump hasn't I'm, seen an alley since like nineteen. Oh, I know, and, I, and right? I'm also so, thinking. I'm also thinking of ways in which the, I could uh, protect myself legally. You know, if it's self defense, if he just comes down an alley, he's just like, "Hey, fuck you," then I could, you know, just fucking wail real good. I don't. And yes, think, I that's would. not how it works. Don't don't do that. That's <laughs> not I, how it works. And I also, would. He's he's the kind of guy who like picks a fight when he knows the Secret Service is there, but he can't see them, <laughs> and he's just like. What are you going to do about it? And he like pops a swing at you. As soon as you swing back, it's just like pop, 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 pop. And you're on the ground. Uh, and then the uh, cop's like, oh, God, I saw a gun. 
Uh, sprinkle some crack on him. Let's get out of here. <laughs> why can't it? Why can't it be the good old days where I just throw my shoe at him at a press conference of some kind? That's how we used to settle shit with politicians back in the day. Wait, wait. You mean two shoes? Two shoes. He threw the first one and <laughs> Missed, there was like and a then subtle was... dot. Yeah, the second one was the dive out of the way. Yeah, he got real close. <laughs> the first was just the dip. the The second was the full on dodge. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so uh, jokes aside, because there was another one last story out of the January 6th uh, events that I wanted to touch on. Uh, and I have mixed emotions about it. But uh, a fourth officer has died as a result. Uh, not as a result. Uh, a fourth officer who was there on January 6th has died now by suicide. And. As Corey pointed out in the in, in our pre-shared conversation, there's no connection between these two events. Um, there is a, a lot of, of other stuff going on. Obviously, you have these officers, Capitol Police officers who are, and Metro Police officers who are under a lot of stress and we're still under pandemic conditions, but also not. And it's been a long 18 months. And then all, a lot of stuff piling up. But this is more suicides than the Capitol Police has faced in their entire history. Uh, in a, this period of time. And um, it just happens to coincide with the week that the, um, or the week after the initial hearing for um, the January 6th commission, which if I was a police officer and let's say at some point I had sta- stood next to, I don't know, Matt Gates while he was talking about back the blue. And then I heard him come out after that testimony and say things like, I was here on the 6th. It wasn't that bad. It was just hugs and kisses or support as somebody who did say that. Or go um, to the jail to visit the quote unquote freedom fighters or political yes. prisoners that are locked up uh, with very serious crimes like uh, yeah. <laughs> trespassing certain- the Capitol. It, it certainly wouldn't help an underlying mental health condition that's been exacerbated by a 18 long month pandemic uh, that led to a lockdown for most of it, except for not for cops because essential workers. Yeah. So, I, there's a lot of factors, but I would just say the but for test tells me that there is likely something to do with this. It may not be the reason that it happened, but certainly it is in the causal relationship that led to this. Uh, and I think you, you can't say that it isn't in that train of thought. In one, I, way I don't another. see how it could help. I mean, that's it made, definitely could. That's help. that's yeah. the that's where I'm kind of, like you know, and again, like <laughs> just take your job, like whatever. And, Hypothetical listener, you are the manager of a regional baking company and you make rolls that get sold to restaurants and fast food. Operations. Not for the gays, though. I don't make them for the gays. I'm in uh, Oregon. You have you have no complicated political alignments that are making making you the center of controversy. You're just a normal everyday American who is the regional manager of a baking company. Can uh, I count to 12 or is it somehow if 13 all, all of a sudden? If all of a sudden people started uh showing up at your place of work and fucking going crazy about what your what kind of sugar you're using in the bread and then you're worried that every single day these people are going to come back and that the bread that you defended won't stand up for you then uh you would be in a very complicated place you know like you you wouldn't you wouldn't feel good about going to work knowing that this was the site of this traumatic thing that happened you know also uh (laughs) keep in mind that other bakers in other parts of the country 
bad apple bakers, not all bakers. Um, not like this baker. This baker is a good, a good, wait, this baker is a good baker. Um, oh. are killing, are killing people, uh, purposefully, purposefully yeah. taking people's lives in some uber violent ways, like, um, blood kneeling on someone's neck, um, after someone was convicted of killing someone for kneeling on their neck. Uh, I'm is, starting to wonder uh, that this thing is getting a little bit out of <laughs> out of pocket. This is a this is a this example isn't working anymore. Now, uh, but they uh, they do have that stress. Like, listen, they have the stress of people like me shouting like, "You're all murderers and you're all guilty because if you don't stand up against the the dirty ones, you're all dirty." Yeah, and uh, then you have the people who are supposed to have your back <laughs> turn on you. And I mean, with the guy who testified and said, "Yeah, no, they were trying to recruit me in the crowd," and then when I said no. Later on, I saw the same guy who tried to recruit me swinging a flagpole at me because I said no. What would have happened if I said yes? I don't know because I said no. But they tried to kill me because I didn't join them, basically. Yeah. So you're only my friend as long as you can do something for me. Otherwise, nothing. I got nothing well, the, for you. The friend of my friend is my <laughs> enemy or whatever. <laughs> or the the enemy of my enemy is the my enemy, friend? Yeah, the enemy of the enemy is my friend. That's the one I was looking for. Uh the one who gives me access to the Capitol when I'm trying to overthrow the government is my friend. Yeah. True. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, uh, one quick thought I just had about the, uh, January 6th commission. And, you know, like if you listen to any of the officers testimonies from the first day, uh, it's all very harrowing stuff. And, uh, you feel bad for them and stuff like that as, as human beings having to deal, <laughs> having to deal with that shit. Um, at the same time, uh, I wouldn't have minded if they brought up a couple extra chairs for like the the cops who were working that day, who were just like shaking hands with the people as they were like walking in the door. Yeah, and just have yeah. like Adam Schiff like just show a video. It's just like, uh, so you were you were on door duty, and uh, you're just shaking hands and taking pictures with people who come on. Uh, my question for you is why, and then just have them explain like. You know, it's like a little bit of like uh, you need to have that uh, comic character in the middle of your drama because you need a moment to release. Like it's tension, release, tension, release. Part uh, of the definition of my job is greeting visitors to the Capitol. Nothing in there does it say how they got in the Capitol. <laughs> I saw visitors. I greeted them. Would you want me to do anything less for, I don't know, that the king of Spain? No, I treat every man the same. Whether he's the CEO or the janitor. Or someone who's I take pictures of people who come in the Capitol all the time. Generally, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ones wearing Nazi memorabilia are not German. I will say that. It's very weird. It's a lot of guys with Southern accents, not so many German accents. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Um, And I, I've moved the list around, Corey, if you'll notice. Uh, yeah. And I feel bad about doing this because I do want to talk about the Olympics. And I don't think in any way it falls into the same category, but I suppose people at home may disagree. So I suppose um, it's time for sports ball. So, yeah, I, I don't think the Olympics are sports. Um, I mean, they're certainly sports. Uh, I, I don't really have a profound interest. <laughs> like, I, I, Listen, the, the U.S. took third in skateboarding, and as the meme going around has said, this is what happens when you send the guys who can't pass the marijuana test. Uh, <laughs> we should have we should have taken every standing position, women's and men's, gold through bronze. Everything. Are they testing skaters? 
they have they have to test randomly everyone. So <laughs> if you're you know Tony Hawk and you're like, listen, man, I live in L.A. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It's California, um, bro. I got no, bad no. knees. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I got you. a prescription. Okay. <laughs> I had to go to this place in Venice. Super creepy. The doctor. A doctor. A doctor said this was okay because I couldn't sleep at night. So. For my Legionnaire's disease. Okay. Please, please, please give me my illegal narcotics, please. Um, uh, but uh, the, the news uh, that I want to talk about isn't so much performance uh, because. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Corey. The U.S. is leading in the medal count. Well, again? All of me surprised. <laughs> uh, and um, the my favorite comment was uh, everyone, uh, was, someone from the basketball team said this, and then it was like asked and echoed by everyone around different sports. But like how much, why do people play so much harder when they're playing for their home country team against us? Rather than like just in our regular, like if you go to the international track and field competition, it's just basically like your name. And yes, you're from a country, but like it's just you though. You're competing in your own person. But then they compete so much harder when they're competing for their country. And I'm like, other people like their countries. Other countries are good. I think I think there's something about countries though that are like fucking like a. So I watched the uh, U.S. versus Mexico and the Gold Cup yesterday, right? Watched more Gold Cup than I did Olympics in the last couple weeks. Um, also not sport. Just, just <laughs> argument. Go ahead. Uh, and I didn't give a fuck. I I thought the I thought America was going to lose the whole time uh, because <laughs> Mexico is a better ranked team. Uh, and I was just like hoping that they'd keep it competitive. Uh, turns out they won. And uh, that USA. was <laughs> That was a nice moment. Uh, but uh, the. The part that gets me is like, if I'm watching, if there's nothing on, and all of a sudden I see like an Ireland versus Spain soccer match, I'm a watch and I'm a root for Ireland. Am I Irish? Like, am I from the Isle? No. But <laughs> is my bloodline from there? Yes. And that's that's all I need <laughs> to have a rooting interest in this game. And uh, I I don't know why. I just I feel like for whatever reason like. There's this idea of country, even in the abstract, which is like something that that means more than like your place of employment, you know, like. So I uh, sidebar, uh, I just my mind went down a weird uh, turn because um, I was going to ask you if you'd gotten any genetic information to confirm that, because I feel like that's also eh, maybe Irish. Um, the way your skin reacts to the sun, though, very Irish. But um, I highly recommend the show Hacks. I binged it in, in its entirety on Sunday, but there was a line out of it that, that, then that made me think of, which is, uh, yeah. So I went home for the weekend. Uh, I got this uncle who is really, really arguing against the 23 and me thing. And then another guy is just like, so he's definitely a serial killer, right? Like definitely a serial killer. <laughs> and I think about how much I tell my family not to submit to any of those genetic tests. Um, and they did so anyway. So, at some point, the podcast is just going to end. Uh, although Corey's <laughs> true crime podcast can start up at that point. Um, <laughs> inside, how did the, I not see it? <laughs> inside the new Golden State Killer, I yeah. How did I not see it? I say, I do episode after episode, going like, you know what? The clues weren't there. I don't know what. I don't know <laughs> what you want me to say. I was going to go the other way, where you can just go <laughs> back through the podcast and be like. 
here's where I should have known number 17 <laughs> and play the clip. It's like we were watching Zola last night. It's like this is track number two on that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, we saw Zola. Highly recommend if you haven't even heard about that. It's based on a Twitter uh, thing. Thread. And when I saw yeah. the Twitter thread, yeah. And when I saw the Twitter thread back in 2006, 7, 8, 9, whenever it was, I remember sending it to Corey and being like, this is like my life. And then um, they made a movie, which is basically uh, biographical for me. Uh, yeah, if you want my perspective. If you so. want to know which one Rob is, he's the white guy that's in the car. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, I guess yes. That Just follow his correct, story but... for the rest of the way, and then it'll, <laughs> it'll be. <laughs> I like to think of myself more as X, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically speaking, I guess. Uh, except for I would hit that pool. How do you miss that? It's a big target. Just you know, <laughs> off into the pool. You guys will know what I'm talking about later. Anyway, uh, so news from the Olympics. Uh, two big stories that are more political than, excuse me, than they are Olympic. But um, a Belarusian uh, track and field person uh, apparently made an offhanded comment about how uh, the director of the track and field program signed her up for the wrong race. And I believe my understanding is it was a joke meant at like, uh, what did I, I did the Yakov Smirnoff thing. Like, uh, in Belarusia, we decide what track you run. And, um, so I think she was making a joke, but what she neglected to remember is that the dictator of Belarus has a brother and that brother was basically in charge of the whole Olympic program. So the dictator took it really personally that she insulted the way that the, uh, Olympic program was run. And um, apparently two guys just like sh that showed up at her uh, place where she was staying in the Olympic Village. And they were like, oh, well, since we signed you up for the wrong race, kicked down her cardboard bed be here. <laughs> yeah. So they got her and we're going to take her to the airport. And like Japanese officials were like, you look like you might be trafficked. What's going on here? Um, and then the IOC intervened. And apparently now she is in the Polish embassy asking for um asking to defect basically from from uh, from Belarusia because she is scared that if she returns she might be murdered and i know i say a lot of things about america and how shitty we are and just a terrible country but i will say i do say those things with a level of like i don't want to use the word freedom but i guess freedom's the word appreciation like, I appreciate the fact that I can say that and that my my family doesn't like get disappeared into a van somewhere because <laughs> apparently also she tried to reach her family who are now not able to be reached, which, you know, means they could be alive in a prison camp. They could be dead. Who knows? That's how uh, Eastern European dictatorships work. They so, could have gone fishing. Maybe they're on vacation. Yeah, they could be out of out of touch. Um, they could be used as blackmail leverage to get her to come back. And then all of them could be murdered together. Hey, who knows? Uh, it depends how uh, creative the dictator of, of Belarus is. But um, we should be thankful for things like being able to say, yeah, you, we're all thinking we would, you know, <laughs> beat the speaker of the house, of the gavel, right? We were thinking that that's mm -hmm. fine. Um, and then uh, just uh, cut to Vladimir Putin being like, he said, what? <laughs> he, he did what on podcast? <laughs> oh just imagine this podcast we are russian in russia okay now imagine it's episode three because that's all that we would have after that it just everybody I just, just disappeared i just like to picture putin with like an old ipod and like the earbuds that like have a string connected to them. yeah and he's just like listening he's like crushing it in his he's like go get podcast man i have oh. 
You're the funny man from the podcast, huh? Ooh. Okay. Tell me a joke. Make me laugh. <laughs> what am I? What am I, a clown? <laughs> am I here to make you laugh? Go ahead. I have great sense of humor. Tell me a joke. <laughs> funny man. I do... I do love that, that my Putin is very much like based in James Bond villains, and yours is very much based in Natasha from Boris and Natasha. Um, <laughs> you have a very, a very sensual edge to your Putin that I've tried to avoid. So good for you. Come here, lay with me. <laughs> also, there is almost it's the intonation. Baskin in rug built for two. The intonation is there. But it's just missing the thing that would make it an accent. It's uh, you're like cutting the word short, but you're you're not putting all the love into the language. I also never. To, there's a way to do it. <laughs> Maybe I should just do like a a half-ass Putin of some kind, and just like make that like a character. It'll just put it on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I could, La- I could go to the rest of this podcast and I could be speaking in my lazy Putin. Time. Lazy Putin. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find a way to disappear you here in California I, from Russia. Don't mess. I with have you. so many things to do, but I wish to sleep because I lazy Putin. You know, polonium is very small. So many hit you with a number. So of many defectors. So little time for me to sleep. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> Russian accent. It just keeps getting worse. Anyway, so uh, another story out of the Olympics, uh, which. I only want to speak about because I hate people, generally speaking. But I especially, oh, especially yeah, they're awful. Yeah, people are awful, and the internet will show you that. Uh, but there was a lot of hay made, <clears throat> some from people that we know, about the fact that uh, the Olympics were going to have their first transgendered athlete, and she competed in the powerlifting or the whatever the event you call whatever it's called. You lift a big heavy weight over your head, and. Uh, People who shall not be named uh, and other people from the internet were just like, oh, well, they, this is not even fair. Like, of course, uh, he picked an event where he can just go ahead and just like slam some weight up and he's competing against girls. So, you know, he's definitely going to win. And then um, she did not uh, even make it out of the, the initial round uh, after all of the like hate talk about overperformance based on being transgendered. And my my message is just like, I think what we were talking about on the call, Corey, is absolutely accurate. If Corey began to question his own sexuality and his gender, and he just decided to wear an earring. Or it doesn't, wear, even, it doesn't even have to go that far. If I just wanted to wear an earring, like if I just decided sure. one day, like, you know what? Well, this I, is This is something that makes me happy. Like... I'm using that as an example because it makes me sound like a shittier person in your example. And I want mine to be less shitty. Uh, but it, yes, let's say wearing earrings makes him happy and he's questioning his gender. And, and this is his way of expressing it. I would not make fun of him for the earring. If he wore like a Morgan Freeman tasteful hoop or like a little stud, but if he's got some like, some like long bojangles hanging off his ear. Have I got some fucking dream weavers from New Mexico? Yes. I'm making fun of him for the <laughs> earring, but because of the earring, not because of his choice to wear it. It's, bro, you have two shades of teal in <laughs> your earring and no teal on your clothes. You're wearing it with orange and black. Nothing about this works. You have no taste of style. 
But if he was just like, listen, it makes me happy. And, you know, I'm questioning all these feelings. I'd be like, that's great. That is a fucking ugly earring. Uh, and I thought you could get only get more attractive from where you started. I was wrong. Um, none of that has to do with the fact that he is exploring his identity, his gender identity. Your other example was if you wanted to wear a tutu all the time. As part of this exploration, he starts wearing a tutu. I will 100% make fun of him for wearing a tutu. But if it was a tasteful pair of slacks or a nice dress, or that's whatever you want to wear is fine. If you are wearing a pink ballerina tutu, I am going to make fun of you. Yeah. Not because of why you wear it, but because of the item that you're wearing. Well, I mean, like, like if I said, like, I want to I want to wear a hat when we go out. And then I came with like a sombrero or something like that. You'd be like, why that hat? <laughs> if you brought a fedora a to a night out, <laughs> I'm going to make fun of you incessantly until you get rid of the fedora. That is a, uh, you know, that makes me, I only said fedora because it makes me think of incels. And it's like, that is as straight a hat as you could possibly get. Like incels love that hat. <laughs> um, but I would still make fun of it. If you wore a, you know, a beret. Yeah. I'm making fun of you for the beret. If you said, like, this is my first step into, like, being more comfortable and wearing clothes that I feel are more feminine, like, congratulations. You should find something else because that's a dumbass fucking hat. <laughs> that one doesn't um, work for you. Yeah, it's it's because of you and the hat, not because of the reasons you're wearing it. I mean, if, not- if, I, if I did decide to transition, I would want somebody at least telling me, like, am I looking good? Like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to show up looking looking like an idiot, you know? You're starting out from a deficit anyway. But um, I, I don't understand the people who were, were just basically, it wasn't about anything to do with anything. And I don't know how you find a, a positive way in there. Uh, I don't think there is one. Basically, the lines of attack were ignoring the chosen proto- uh, pronouns. And also, um, you are, you are uh, born a man and therefore you have an advantage in this sport. And there is no other way to get around it. That is the only points of discussion you are you are involved in. And um, turns except, out just except that's not true. Like it, yeah. It, it turns out the world class athletes, regardless of gender, require more than just being the quote unquote superior gender for whatever sport they're doing. You know, like yeah. Uh, it was a it was a couple years back when. Uh, Jenny Finch and the American softball team was like the talk of whatever Olympics that was. Yeah. And I remember she came back and she was going to like throw out the first pitch at Yankee stadium or something like that. And they had her throw like bullpen for some of the guys. Yeah. And they, she was throwing softballs and you're saying to yourself like, all right, fucking Aaron judge sees a softball coming his way. He's going to hammer that thing like you've never seen before. Like he hits a baseball. It's way smaller and he's big and he's Aaron judge and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, she was making those, all those big league players look like idiots because she's really good at what she does. (laughs) So like, it's not the same as like you putting yourself in the idea that like, Oh, you compete pretty well in a beer league softball team. (laughs) So you get out pitcher. yeah, Yeah. So you know what it's like, you know, like you, you could just walk on to the women's, Olympic softball team or something like that, like because you're a man and therefore you're superior in that way. No, it, it's not how it works. <laughs> like, no, it's like uh, they used to make the same awful thing about the, you know, like, you know, oh, if I was a borderline player, I'd just join the WNBA. Like, 
you can't just join the <laughs> it doesn't no. work like that like you're not it, those girls are talented in their own right like they, it, it's not like the difference is you know some man would come in <laughs> and just compete immediately like it's that's dumb and to be fair a, a lot of them could probably play in the nba if there wasn't just a you know I mean, we don't have girls. Yeah, I mean, here. like, you know, there's Sue Bird and a bunch of great WNBA players who could have probably competed perfectly fine in the NBA if there was an opportunity. And yep. I mean, all these people uh, who give shit to, like, transgender athletes and stuff like that, just understand that uh, depending on how long you live on this this rock of ours, uh, you're going to have to uh, come to grips at some point with... Uh, Thing, things changing like uh i wouldn't be surprised if there's a woman who plays in major league baseball before i die like sure there will be some woman who breaks the gender barrier and uh when she does no matter what year it is <laughs> like i we talked about this with the like, carl nasive the first openly gay nfl player yeah how like if you told me in 1990 that there would be an openly gay nfl player i'd be like he is going to hear it all the fucking time Yep. Uh, so far, it seems like his welcome has been pretty good. Like he hasn't really gotten shit for it. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens when games start. <laughs> That'll yeah, probably yeah, be the real test. That's another thing. But I mean, like at some point, there's going to be some some gal who comes along and is some great shortstop and is able to play in the major leagues, and she breaks the gender barrier, and you know she starts putting up real records. She. She's going for the home run record. She's about to pay, uh, pass Babe Ruth. And you're just like, no fucking chick is allowed to pass Babe Ruth on the home run record list. It's it's the fucking Roger Maris all over again. It's just like, this ain't allowed to happen. It, babe did it on her 54 games. It don't count. Like, at some point, you are just you just look like the idiot. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, this is the same people who were saying, like, Jackie Robinson was bad for baseball and stuff like that. No, like <laughs> baseball, baseball was missing some of the best potential athletes uh, it could have ever had because the, it didn't integrate. The problem is, though, that those people uh, never see it as a bad thing. Um, it, it's like uh, showing someone a picture like here's you in 1963 with a sign that you wrote out the N word on and then shook it. In a black man's face. <laughs> yep, proud of it. Do it again today. Don't even care. Because it's we have to wait for them to die. That's the thing. Society moves on when they die. And then see, but you say to yourself like they poison less of the generation. See, but you, you think you think that, you know, it's just as easy as the old generation dying, but I mean like, you know, someone will break the gender barrier. At some point it'll happen. There'll be some yep. player good enough to break the gender barrier in whatever sport it is. And regardless of how progressive we are as a society at that point, no matter how far in the future it may be, that gal's getting some shit. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it, it's yeah. just going to happen. We'll be able to play. We'll be able to play an interview with a member of the public talking about Hank Aaron beside a member of the public talking about this woman about to break the gender barrier. Because, yeah. um, well, I mean, Jackie Robinson and the gender barrier, your example was uh, passing Babe Ruth. And when Hank Aaron was about to pass Babe Ruth, it it was Roger Maris, only Jim Crow Roger Maris. Cause it was just like, listen, we let Roger get away with it, but he at least he was a white man from New York. I don't want this Atlanta man to come and take away the record. That doesn't, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. 
Yeah. Um, and she'll get the same thing. The first woman who gets to that point will as well. And hopefully at that point we're playing Blurns Ball because I think it was a lot more fun than uh, baseball. <laughs> but speaking of baseball, uh, one other big new, uh, sports story for the week that yeah. Corey pays attention to way more than me. Well, uh, just to say, uh, if uh, you haven't been paying attention, I- I'm amazed how how many people I know who claim to be Dodger fans and I'm the one who's breaking the news for them like three days after the fact of the fake, 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 fake. <laughs> they claim to it, Rob, if I if if the Orioles for whatever reason traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, do you think there's any way that would happen without me alerting you within seconds? No, I, I think also there is a chance. Uh, like I think that... I, I think if there was even a chance that Max Scherzer would have come to the Orioles. I would have been like following him around like a fucking paparazzi to like well, and, and I get wait the for the moments for the ink to dry. <laughs> like I don't claim to be a super fan of any variety, but I get Google alerts for the Ravens and the Orioles just so I'm, I feel like I'm up to date on whatever's happening. But for the people who are like, no, 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 you don't understand. I am a diehard Dodger fan. And then you're days later being like, how about that trade? And you're like, what? What trade? <laughs> oh, the... <laughs> NBA style or the agent exchange at the end or the like I am a huge baseball fan it's just like you guys just got Max Scherzer and it's like who 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 I'm sorry who is this guy (laughs) (laughs) is he some uh some young hot prospect or something or uh yeah Yeah. no he's gonna go to the hall of fame he's one of the (laughs) he's one of the 10 best pitchers of our lifetime like, what's wrong oh, with great. you? <laughs> great. That'd be great. So uh, when I skip out of work early to go to Dodger games for the playoffs, I'll be able to see this Matt, Max, Matt, Matt, Sher, Matt Sherwin. Who is it? What? <laughs> Matt Sherwin. Uh, yeah. I, it, what, what was interesting about it was that there were huge names that moved. And usually there's not as many big names that move at the MLB trade deadline. But there were a I lot mean, this it, year. It, so it's really it was just fascinating in the sense that, like, you know, like teams just fucking gave up. Like the it Nationals are just like turning into the uh, NBA, where it's just like let's make these just okay. Season's over. Let's see what we can get out of a, a trade right now. I think I think in some cases it is, but in other cases, I I would imagine that the Nationals want to try and get back to winning as quickly as possible. Yeah, because they kept Soto, so I mean, like they're just going to build a new team around Soto as quickly as possible. Uh, they don't want to yeah. waste any years with him. But, like, the Cubs, who just gave away, like, literally every player of any kind of value whatsoever to whatever team would give them a prospect in exchange. Rebuilding here. Yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna try and start over and, like, you know, build it up and, like, get a new thing going. I mean, all these players that they just traded were part of the let's build it up and get a new thing going. I don't know why you don't just worry, don't Cubs keep fans. them. Don't worry. It's uh... <laughs> Two twenty one twenty one's coming soon enough. You'll get that next uh, See, World Series. The, the worst part is like as an Orioles fan because we're a small market team, we get a player like Manny Machado, right? And I know that I'm living on borrowed time. At yep. some point, we're not going to be able to give him three hundred million dollars over ten years or whatever. Like we're not going to be able to do give him that contract. Oh, well, we could. Our owner will never. <laughs> Prove that contract. No, but I mean, he's like, got he's got mesothelioma money to pay for. I'm just saying. I mean, even if it was possible to pay the contract, we would be like the Texas Rangers when they paid a Rod, and we we'd have to like have minor league minimums across the rest of the team 
and no chance of actually winning because we're spending so much money on Manny Machado. You know, like part own, part. Would you be interested in part ownership of the club? But you would, uh, we'd give you a fifty percent. But you, when you are the Chicago goddamn Cubs, uh, like as much of a license to print money as anything else in this country, like you. They didn't win for over a hundred years a World Series. They didn't even get fucking close. And you know what? You know what they had every fucking season? Sellouts every game, every day. Sellouts. People love the fucking Cubs, regardless of whether or not they won or lost. And they finally won, and you have a chance to fucking do something about it. And you're just like, eh, let's just let these guys go and do it again. I'm sure it will be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we broke the curse, Corey, because luck and curses. These are all real things that people have to worry about. Meanwhile, Rob's like, I think I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> Every day of my life. One, one, uh, super, but, one super quick thing, though. Not trade yeah, deadline but, related, though. Um, somebody, somebody before they decided to change the name from uh, uh, Cleveland Indians to Cleveland Guardians should have done the bare minimum of research modicum. Which is, a modicum of research which is literally go to google chrome and type in clevelandguardians.com and see what happens <laughs> to see if something's there uh, uh we talked a little bit about how they changed the name to the guardians and apparently there's a roller derby team that is called the cleveland guardians and uh they're not giving up the website and it doesn't look like like they're necessarily inclined to give up their name either and now they're selling Cleveland idea, Guardians right. merchandise on their website. <laughs> so, like, uh, let's forget about the the plural. Let's go to the singular and just we'll search for theguardian.com. I think that that might be available. <laughs> It'll be available. <laughs> the name on the front of the jersey isn't as important as the name right after the front of the jersey. Yes. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. So uh, the roller derby team hopefully making hay. Uh, <laughs> they need to expand. I. Uh, by the way, I clicked on three links and none of them worked. It just uh, the um, timeout air. Uh, they need to to increase their server space at this point. And by the way, put your store on the front page and be able to see it. These are buying Guardians gear. Like, oh, I didn't know we were changing the colors too. Cool. Oh, all right, I'll get a team. The moment is now. <laughs> the time is hey, nigh. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you think Four Seasons Total Landscaping had a fucking shitty ass site after Rudy Giuliani had a press conference? No, they got on that quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four seasons also got on it the hotel got on it really quick too they're like we need to change the name i don't uh, uh no trump hotel how about it was that? funny was by the way good? i read a story today about uh how there's a a four seasons like it, it's it's called four seasons but it's a different landscaping company basically yeah and out here in california and they were hired to do like i don't know like fucking floral arrangements for <laughs> some sort of trump event uh, that he didn't end up making because he got COVID. Um, oh. But he was like, the guy was just like, uh, he thought it was so weird that his Four Seasons got usurped by another Four Seasons in Philadelphia. <laughs> like, this is like, there, there's a run of them like hiring what they think is Four Seasons. <laughs> like, it's pretty funny. I think I would have got on the horn to clarify. Like, just yeah. so you know, <laughs> this is not the Four Seasons Beverly Hills. This is the, the Four Seasons Encinitas. Uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking stop. If, if you were the manager at <laughs> Four Seasons Total Landscaping, you wouldn't say like, hey, Rudy, just so you know, this is a landscaping company. We're next to an adult bookstore. I uh, no, think you it, got the wrong yeah, place. We, we could do a press conference. 100%. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Not a problem. Plenty of parking space. Okay. 
<laughs> we got a wall. We got a. Do you need some electricity? I can run a wire out or something like that. Uh, we got anyway, an extension cord rattling around here somewhere. <laughs> or the the guardians make hay while the sun is warm, or yeah. whatever the saying is. Sun is shining. Um, yeah, make hay while the sun is shining. Uh, and that, of course, is the end of sports ball. And it seems like as a podcast, our time is nigh, but it's okay. You know where you can go? Where's that? Oh, the anthem.com, Cordy, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. I said I'm out of order, and I completely froze my brain for a second <laughs> there. Uh, you can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendsB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh... <laughs> Hey, remember that video? I uh, was going to put it up on Tuesday when I put up the O oh, the Anthem video, and then I put mm-hmm. up the O oh, the Anthem video, and then I said, I'm done putting up videos for the day, <laughs> and completely forgot about it. So uh, go see it now. That's uh, That'll be oh, it. Oh, is it actually available? Oh, good for I you. I mean, we'll be tomorrow when I do it at the same time as the podcast. So. Talk about not learning from your mistakes. I, I know. I, uh, what can I say? I'm going to... I'm a I'm an awful content creator. <laughs> I can't. I'm so busy, so busy working on the ones that I get paid for that when I get home I just don't do the ones I don't get paid for. It's weird. Oh well, of course you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on our social networks. Um, check out uh Foe, which is basically a book of me telling tales that are absolutely not true, and that Foe is not short for autobiography, as in fake autobiography that may or may not be based on my real life so just thinking about that but you can find links to that at uh, robertandcheek.com uh, and links to all the other stuff i'm working on more stuff coming to youtube uh hopefully soon uh i have it all edited and up there i just don't uh unlike Corey, i don't care uh so i just uh let it ride who cares um again uh, i go back to the uh 4400 minutes of content created in 2020 2200 minutes watched of that 4,400, at least double that for preparation and filming time. So 8,800 minutes of effort for one quarter of the amount of time watched. I listen to you guys. You sent me a strong message. What you want is um, physics unboxings and um, uh, what other nonsense that people watch? Uh, whatever. Unboxings and- Sutera uh, pillow. Sutera pillow discussions. Yeah. So I'm going to try and give you that instead of the other stuff. Uh, although- working on a political video so that'll be sure to kill the channel (laughs) you'll have to start a new one uh (laughs) all right well i think we've done good here today we've done something i don't know if it's good but as always you're listening to the o the anthem podcast part of the o the anthem digital network for Corey, this is rob have a great week everybody toodaloo